Why do we do what we boo? Today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. My name's Autumn. And I'm James. And today we're just going to kind of uh, have a little chit-chatty episode about our horror origins. Uh, we've been kind of wanting to do this for a while now, kind of get into why we like horror and uh, mm -hmm. why we continue to still watch all these movies. That's right. As promised before, we are going to be talking about just basically what was our earliest experience that got us into horror, and uh, and I, yeah, I think that's a good good starting point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, every story needs a beginning, mm -hmm. and we definitely have a beginning. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think my origins with horror, and it, it seems kind of silly because it, it's not necessarily horror. But uh, my, my earliest memories are from Ghostbusters, like mm, watching Ghostbusters yeah. as, as a toddler. You know, not very many two-year-olds are obsessed with something that has as scary of ghosts as that mm -hmm. thing has, as that movie has. Yeah, so mine also is Ghostbusters, uh, as far as, like, as far, like, I was digging through all their early memories, mm -hmm. and I would say Ghostbusters was probably what did it. Now, mine was Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Because I remember, I can actually remember when it premiered on VHS. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And likewise, I still have, and maybe a picture will be out eventually, <laughs> I still have my promotional poster from Hardee's yep. uh, with the Ghostbusters 2 uh, with the coupons still on the <laughs> bottom of it, which is that's pretty impressive. Uh, but you bringing up Ghostbusters 1, however, mm -hmm. I will say I didn't see the first one until I was a little bit older. Hmm. And that movie, like when they when all hell's breaking loose and all the ghosts are are out, and, uh -huh. and the the scene that it, the sticks out in my mind that I was just like, this is actually kind of scary and would have been scary for children is the scene when the guy gets into the taxi and it's got the zombie taxi driver. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I remember seeing that older and going, oh. <laughs> Thank goodness. Had I seen the first one instead of the second one, mm -hmm. I don't know. This podcast might not have existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say, like, compared to the second one, the first one is a little more scary. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. got a lot more scary scenes in it, mm -hmm. uh, especially, like, just the beginning in general, like, with the lady in the library, like, mm -hmm. that, that sets the tone really well. And it's very scary. Yeah, well, I think I also... I, I don't know why I continued to watch as a child, you know, after something like that. Yeah, the first movie, I would say, is overall... And, guys, we'll move on from Ghostbusters. <laughs> this is not going to be a review podcast. Um, but, but the first one is way more adult. Mm -hmm. the, the second one is obvious that they're 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 making money off of kids to make like because yeah the cartoon is a thing now yeah and even in the movie itself it's they've become children icons mm -hmm. uh, yeah the first one I mean yeah a lot of the humor is a lot more adult mm -hmm. I mean Dan Aykroyd gets a blowy from a ghost yeah uh, so <laughs> so yeah for sure I would say it's it's odd to me that not more people of our generation are horror fanatics. Yeah. Because it seems like the prime time to grow up and to truly be, like, there's two, in my opinion, great ages of horror. Mm -hmm. And that would be your classic age, like your black and white horror with, you know, Lon Chaney, Bella oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Because, the, the, you know, America was really into Halloween and really into horror for a mm -hmm. little chunk of time there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was just to, to kind of deal with war. <laughs> 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 so, um, but then there was this huge like renaissance uh for horror as far as pop culture goes towards the end of the 80s you know into the into the 90s oh yeah for where, sure 
there was just so much that was, I mean, because you got to think, uh, we, of course, Ghostbusters cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Toxic Crusaders. Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Um, and then, of course. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. So, yeah, by, by far. So I would say that ultimately Ghostbusters, yes, was definitely the, ga- the gateway drug. Mm-hmm. To horror because mm-hmm. it was easy for kids to to swallow. Oh yeah, and that was that was definitely it for me. Now I would say I'll go forward, you know, a year or so, and what I think sealed the deal for me was Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's it's comedy horror, so it's it's easier for I think kids to get into. Yeah, but also the horror element is hard. Like, because the, the tar zombie is terrifying. Very scary. Yeah. I was just so exposed to all of the above. Yeah. You know, because uh, my mom was a really big horror fanatic. Yeah. And I guess that's why I initially got to watch Ghostbusters. And when mm-hmm. I didn't freak out about that, it moved up to things like Return of the Living Dead. And, you know, it went from zero to ten very quickly mm-hmm. oh. for me as a child. Well, yeah. Like, my mom also, huge, still, huge horror nut. Absolutely loves horror. Uh, huge shout out to that. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, podcast wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for my mom being such a nut for horror. Yeah. You know, much like my dad was kind of into horror, but not not like mom. You know, and so uh, that, that made a world's a difference. But also, yeah, like outside of Return of the Living Dead, I mean, I watched Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, loves Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, and that's definitely not for kids. Also, though, made into a cartoon as well that I was obsessed with. Yeah, so I would say, I would dare say from, I don't know, 85 to 95, Mm -hmm. it's a good 10 years of solid horror. Like, I think, think, because... TV shows had really good Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, even, there was even, always specials. Yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely, there was always specials. And uh, I absolutely loved it when, like, TGIF would do their horror, like, sometimes they would do horror crossovers and stuff mm-hmm. like that with other shows. Like, that I would eat up. Like, oh, yeah. I lived for the Halloween episodes of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Halloween episodes of Home Improvement. Yep. Yeah. Of course, you can't mention any of those without mentioning Treehouse of Horror from yeah, The Simpsons. Of like, course. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So I would say between, you know, Ghostbusters, Return of the Dead, and then also I think what got me kind of, what warped me <laughs> uh, to to that point was, we'll go ahead and bring up uh, first Halloween's. Early, early memory Halloweens, mm-hmm. uh, which for me, like the earliest one I remember, uh, I would have been in probably about four and it was, uh, we were living in Florida at the time and I have photo evidence and I'll have to hunt, I'll have to hunt down the picture because yeah. I remember the, the doorbell rings. Okay. <laughs> Trick or treaters. We've had a sea of Raggedy Ann and Andy's. <laughs> <laughs> like we've had, you know, cowboys, a couple of Superman, you know, stuff like that. I was wearing my Superman pajamas. So nice. I was I was technically Superman. With your little curl. Yeah, my little yep. curl. Yep. <laughs> and I had and the it had a little cape. And uh so I'm wearing that, so I was Superboy. <laughs> uh but doorbell rings, door opens, and it is the most horrifying costume of the cookie monster mm-hmm. and 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 like and i've looked at the picture of it since even now that i'm an adult mm-hmm. and i get it like that door swung open here's the cookie monster it's a kid so the cookie yeah. monster's actually probably about the same size as the real cookie monster terrifying <laughs> it's like when you look at pictures from halloween's in like the 1930s yeah. <laughs> so was it, it like was a, a homemade a, quality costume? It was absolutely. It was. It was someone had dyed fur blue, um, <laughs> put it to, turned it, made a fur suit, mm-hmm. um, and put the big old you know, they weren't. They couldn't have been ping pong balls. They had to have been larger like eyes mm-hmm. that they put on there, and so door swings open. Here before my eyes is the Cookie Monster. I scream like a maniac. Run and hide underneath the uh, the coffee table, or uh, the the dining room table, and 
instead of my parents just going, oh, it's okay, whatever, here's your candy, get out of here. Instead, and this dates dates me a little bit for this, is they, to, to prove to me that it's everything's cool, uh-huh. they let the cookie monster into the house. Now, guys, there was a point in time where it wasn't weird <laughs> for kids in costumes to come into strangers' houses, it, it, apparently. It, well, it was, during that time, it wasn't weird to have strangers come into your house in general, so... Yeah, good point, good point. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they they brought the Cookie Monster. So this is worse. This is way worse, because now... Because I think somehow in my mind, it was kind of like vampire rules, where oh, yeah. as long as you don't invite the Cookie Monster in, he's not going to eat my guts. I had eight cookies earlier. He could smell them in my stomach. Uh, <laughs> but but no, they let him in. And that was that was like nightmare realiza- realization. Like it was like. <gasps> mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, burp, done, <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, I. OK, this isn't necessarily from my first Halloween. OK. But when I was a child, I was a real Suichi type. Mm -hmm. So I liked to scare people and be just stupid, you know? Sure. (laughs) Because Suichi isn't scary. He's just stupid. So that was me as a five-year-old child. Mm -hmm. And this particular Halloween, I had dressed up as Wednesday Addams, so I was really in the mood to play some spooky pranks. Sure. And my Aunt Jolie was going to have a few of her friends over for Halloween. And so I told my grandma, oh, my gosh, we need to make all the scary snacks and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) we, of course, made lady fingers, which were the shrunken, like, hot dogs, the the all wrinkly hot dogs from the microwave and put fake fingernails on them. And I just I just remember my Aunt Jolie's friend. uh, I think her name I can't, I can't even remember her name. I'm not even going to mention it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, she was nearly, like, puking from these little <laughs> snacks me and my grandma had made for this little get-together. <laughs> she, she was so freaked out. And not to mention that year we had also made a really kind of scary, like, kind of scarecrow thing to sit on the front porch, yeah. too. <laughs> So she got scared by that. Oh, boy. She <laughs> so, wasn't ready for this. No. Oh, God. So, of course, I I had a lot of fun with that as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. So I had, um, the, we'll jump forward a few years. I had some of the Dr. Dreadful sets. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the ones in particular that I had, because, like, we couldn't afford, like, the big elaborate ones. I didn't mm-hmm. have like the monster maker and all that stuff, but uh, my parents had gotten me the, um, it's, it's like a disgusting doggy bag, like kit. Oh yeah. Where, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you made like, there was, um, there was fake blood that you made and it was just strawberry syrup. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that I was so excited about and so proud of, was me and my grandfather would come over every Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we'd have dinner and all that stuff. And, and he, sometimes he'd come like earlier and we would just hang out. And so my grandfather comes over and one of the things in the kit, which this is a horrible, like all the rest of the stuff, most of the stuff from Dr. Dreadful was definitely edible. Mm-hmm. This, I will say, like looking, I knew then it was gross. I know now that it is gross. And what it was, uh. was it was this powder that you put on bread. Okay. And you had this little like eyedropper and you put a little bit of water. So you dampened the bread. Okay. <laughs> and, the, and the powder would fizz and turn green. So it looks like mold. Oh. But it's lime flavored. Oh. And one of the things that like we would always have before dinner uh, especially during was we would always have uh, bread and butter. We'd always uh-huh. have like always like grandpa would always have like four slices of white bread just slathered in butter. And so I'm all excited. I was just like, I know it's a little bit before dinner, but I figure we go ahead and have some bread. And so I bring it out to him, <laughs> you know, and it looks like mold. Yeah. And he sees it. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, we're going to have some bread? <laughs> he's like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. He's just like, it's, 
why would I eat moldy bread? Oh. <laughs> and my dad, like, you know, as a lot of, like, my horrible pranks gone wrong, had to be like, just humor him. Oh. And my grandpa's like, I'm not eating moldy bread for your son. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And he's just like, just, just, it's okay. Just eat it. And, and he eats it. And he's just like, Bleh. he starts gagging. Uh. And I'm like, is he, I think he's gagging, you know, it's, it's, it's a goof. Yeah. But no, he's like, he's about to throw up. And so I end up trying it and like, no, I got them because it's, it's lime flavored. Yeah. And it's fizzy. Yeah. So fizzy lime should never be on bread. And Any <laughs> kind of moisture should not be around bread at all anyway. Unless you're sopping up gravy. Yeah. Like after, Something you know, like, like that. Like you've got some bread, i got rolls, and then you're cleaning your plate. But for sure not fizzy lime water. No, fizzy lime water is bad. <laughs> Guys, remember, fizzy lime ba- uh, water is bad on bread. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think that, guys, that was a misstep by yeah. Dr. Dreadful. That yeah. was a weird choice. But yeah, that one, that was one that, as far as of gross out, prank, or or, or, or weird kid humor goes, mm-hmm. that was that was one of the ones. Oh, yeah. But I also, yeah, I spent majority of my life terrifying my mom. Like hiding, mm-hmm. hiding bug, fake bugs and yeah. stuff. You know. It was mostly my aunt and my mom. Yeah. Like I never really did anything to my grandma because I couldn't really scare her. Sure. She was also like kind of stone cold when it came to scare stuff. Yeah. Unless it was for my grandpa. Uh huh. But I think she just played it up for him, just, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and you know, and I did, I'd had, um, I, I did have creepy crawlers. Mm, I see I wanted all that stuff but I was told I would make a mess with it so I didn't get any of it I will tell you this uh, creepy crawlers though not really messy it -hmm. is the world's worst idea for children oh yeah because it's a metal plate and plus you're messing with chemicals and you're you're essentially cooking rubber yeah it's Um, not good you know and 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 they say put it in a well-ventilated place but a bedroom isn't well-ventilated no you know and and usually if you're playing with that it's during the fall or winter so uh you're you're not gonna have your windows open so you're just just sitting there (laughs) peeking through the little window breathing in rubber fumes you know and then when you pull the like you have the little thing the holder to pull the metal plate out it came with a cooling dish Mm -hmm. the cooling dish was this really thin cheap plastic and it's and it's not terribly deep because the plates aren't very thick either yeah and so inevitably you know, there was a fine line between not enough water and too much water. Too much water, you ruin the bugs. Not enough water, you melt the cooling plate. Guess who melted the cooling plate? Oh. A couple of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just, that was a bad design all around. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I might still have uh, the Creepy Crawlers uh, sets. It's some, like, I still have the plates. Of course, I obviously don't have any of the goop, but mm-hmm. um, I do you think I still have the the bug cooker somewhere? So guys, keep your eyes peeled for any pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous is gonna yeah, our, our, post all the pictures. Yeah, our, of all uh, finally my stuff. hoarding has come <laughs> to fruition. Yeah, like I do, like I do seriously have like a good chunk of stuff stowed away from uh, from my childhood, of course. Yeah, but a majority of it is like horror or Halloween themed. Like mm-hmm. the uh, I had a subscription to. To, um, uh, National Geographic Kids mm-hmm. and and Ranger Rick, and the only issues of those that I kept were the October ones because they had gross bugs or gross uh-huh. you know, or bats. Oh, bats! Yeah, yeah. See and, that with the zoo books, I collected all the kind of creepy crawly ones. Like I, I absolutely loved the bat one mm-hmm. and the insect one. Like. So to backpedal a little bit uh, to you talking about being Suichi, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I was definitely a spooky kid mm-hmm. and stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't out and about. Yeah, I, I didn't, it wasn't until I was much older that I, you know, was out and hanging out with friends and stuff because I was sick all the time as a kid. So, I mean, if I was Suichi, I was just, you know, creepy sick kid in the house with my parents. Yeah, I can't uh, believe that you weren't the Suichi. Yeah, um, there was a Suichi of our neighborhood, however. And uh, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Mm. There's one time that we, my mom would walk me down to school, okay? 
And um, I honestly, I have no idea why, but we would always take the alleyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, it runs pretty much the whole length of the town down to St. Mary's. So we would take that instead of the sidewalk. I don't know. <laughs> and so we're going, and we got, uh, it was about a block down, and I hear a rustling in the bushes, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's a dog, it's, you know, it's a werewolf, I don't know. And, um, <laughs> and out from behind the bushes jumps this kid who I have, I will say this, I've never seen before that. I've actually have never seen after that. Hmm. So he may have been, he may have been a ghost. Now, um, <laughs> but this kid jumps out, and he's like, ah. And, and my mom, my mom is like, whoa, uh-huh. you know, not hamming it up, genuinely frightened. Whoa. And like, and like I step out like ready to fight monsters because by then I was definitely a monster hunter kid. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know? And the kid's just like, aren't I scary? Aren't I the scariest? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, you jumped out at us, you know? And I, and I was uh, probably in fifth grade at was this point. Was this anywhere near Halloween or April Fool's Day uh, or anything like I that? I want to say it may, it might have been like October 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Halloween. Okay. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like the week of Halloween. Uh, it was, this was like, it was out of, it was a little almost out of season. <laughs> yeah, this kid is making monster sounds <laughs> while I'm still going, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and he's just like, I'm your scariest. And he just runs back into the bushes and disappears into, into the fog. Wow. <laughs> So that was wow. our, we had, we had a Suichi. Okay. I never did anything like that. <laughs> I never did anything weird to strangers, I guess is the best way I could put it. It was always just like my immediate family that I was playing little spooky pranks on here and there. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah, the only, like I would, I would, you know, hide the bugs and stuff from mom and, um, and stuff like that, but I didn't uh, know. Now, I would instigate, whenever I did have friends, <laughs> whenever I did have friends, <laughs> now, um, when I would go over uh, to my neighbor's house, it would be like June, July, mm-hmm. and I would be like, we should get out the Halloween decorations. Uh-huh. And they're just like, what? It's June. It's 100 degrees outside. And I'm like, we should play halloween games and they're just like what Uh, but but they would always go for it and the game that we would play is they had one of those little animatronic witches Mm -hmm. that was you know motion activated you know it was just like the classic little like little shriveled face witch with Um, the candle she has the yeah she's got the candle yeah her eyes lit up green and she and she would do the classic everybody anybody from from our generation especially knows the sound effect oh yeah it's the ghost it's the yeah Yeah. she would do that and so the game we would play is you had to sneak past the witch and there was like some sort of like crystal ball or something like the you know it's the 90s so everybody had that weird like crystal ball like decoration in their living room Mm -hmm. and and so we would have that behind her and we'd have to come in from the kitchen into the living room, and she'd be on the coffee table, and we'd have to move slow enough that the motion sensor wouldn't kick on, and then get around and get the crystal ball, because that's where her power is, and that's how we would defeat the witch. That, Super fun. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime that was just like, we should get out the Halloween decorations. Everybody knew that I was wanting to play, you know, beat the witch. I wanted to, I wanted to yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, I never had anything like that, unfortunately. Yeah. But I will say, speaking of Halloween decorations, one of my earliest childhood toys, which I still have to this day, He's being held up by Freddie Mercury. You'll have to post a picture. I will have to post a picture. Uh, I have one of those little plastic skeletons that I've had maybe since I was three years old. I begged and begged and begged for this little skeleton. Mm -hmm. And I still have him, even though some of his toes have been chewed off and (laughs) one of his hands is missing. He's seen better days. He's went through a lot over the years since what? the night 1990 yeah yeah yeah. i um my mom i was surprised 
because uh, I figured it was hidden away in storage. But this last Halloween, I was going to look for it and I was going to take it for myself. But my mom had it on display. Um, so after Halloween of, we'll say 1995, because it's somewhere around that time, you know, all the Halloween stuff was on clearance. Mm-hmm. And we went to our Walmart, not super center, but basic Walmart. And we found uh, they had a, a Crypt Keeper. Uh, from Tales from the Crypt, like it was, it's a little, it, I wouldn't dare say a lamp, but it's, it's him. It's his head. It's his shoulders. It's his hands. Yeah. And he's like looking over like the book and it's, it's pretty small, but he's holding on in one of his hands. He's, he's holding onto a candle and he, and he used one of those, you know, candle light bulbs in it. And I begged for that thing. Oh well, yeah. Like, I was just like, we have to get like for, and, and, and it was under the guise of, well, you guys like Tales from the Crypt, so we've <laughs> got to get it with full intentions that it will be mine. Yeah, of course. And I had that thing um, all year round. I would have it in my bedroom, you know, set up. Like if I had, you know, sometimes I would have a table next to my bed. Sometimes I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of depended on the time of the year and if I move stuff around. But, yeah, nine times out of ten, I had it on the table next to my bed. And I would turn it on before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'd look at him and stare into his glowing, dreamy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, but mom was, I was going to snag it because I want it. Yeah. In my opinion, it's mine. Whenever but, we go over there and I, I, I see it, I'm just staring at it because yeah. it's, it's a little crib keeper. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, she actually had it on display this year for Halloween. And I was just like, curses. No. I thought that it was going to be you know, off to the side enough that she was going to be like, no, whatever happened to that Crypt Keeper? I don't know. (laughs) No, she was using it. I was like, all right, you can have it for now. (laughs) You can have it for Halloween. I get it for the rest of the year. There we go. (laughs) Shared custody. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, you know, other than Ghostbusters, this this, this is backpedal. Let's get back to how ghost you know seeing one movie is Mm -hmm. is you know whatever but i mean what would you say like outside of ghostbusters and a couple other things because we've jumped around the years but i mean was it just a rising action uh or was there anything else that heavily influenced you well i mean you know i was also really into the other horror icons of the time like uh besides ghostbusters the other obsession at the time was beetlejuice yeah like i had all the toys and everything from that i i thought he was like the coolest thing ever and then of course um i had two extremes here loved dolly parton (laughs) but also really loved elvira like i wanted to be a mixture of the two when i grew up oh my god someone needs to do a fan picture of um be it should be good omens but it should be dolly parton and elvira Hmm. There's been a lot of Dolly and Elvira art, but I don't know if anybody's ever done like the whole devil angel thing. Because so. I mean, because they're that'd be pretty good. They're literally polar opposites. Oh yeah, but they're practically the same oh, person. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, one's like sweet and and wholesome. And then the other one's Dolly Parton. No. <laughs> 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 no, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, Elvira, God, like, yeah, Mistress of Dark. Elvira was a very big part of my early childhood and my, like, descent into horror madness, like. I think, you know, again, though, it it, kind of comes down to, I mean, we were fortunate enough because you've got Tim Burton Mm -hmm. who released movies outside of October. Well, I mean, like, Nightmare Before Christmas was, mm -hmm. I mean, I I know it's not directed by him or anything, but it is, but it is in that universe. Yeah, Yeah. and and likewise, I mean, well, because, of course, the first um, Tim Burton movie that I saw was Batman, uh, Uh, which uh, I saw that in a drive-in, but, um, but... The second one I saw, and it had to have been around the same time uh, because I watched Pee-wee's Playhouse, uh, mm-hmm. but Pee-wee's Big Adventure, directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. And horror element in there. Yeah. And, and, and we'll eventually have an episode where we talk about, you know, horror themes and non-horror uh, content, movies, mm-hmm. you know, cartoons, whatever. But, yeah, that, again, like, Tim Burton, 
was planting the seed of horror mm-hmm. in our brains um, very early on. Because, yeah, because we've already, that's, you know, because Batman, I mean, Batman's Batman. But there's still this kind of, I don't know, this atmosphere to it. Especially the second one. You know, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Is is way more hard than than the first Batman. Oh yeah. Now I will say this: like watching the original Batman in the in the drive-in. Um, of course, you're going against seeing Batman. You're not expecting hard horror there. Yeah. And but the scene when the Joker electrocutes mm-hmm. the head, um, like crime boss and stuff, was terrifying. Yeah. You know, and I think also like whenever. Uh, she, like throws the water on his face. He's like, oh, I may melt. Like, there's a lot of spooky elements in there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But you know, we've already listed you know, Beetlejuice, Batman, and and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, and then well, like, and Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Too. Like there was there was every year there was there was a Tim Burton production, and not all of them came out in October. Yeah. And so it was like it kind of kept stoking the fire. Where, you know, you might start going, I think I might be a regular kid yeah. for a minute. And then something comes, and then, then Tim Burton comes along and goes, oh, yeah, by the way, you can still be weird. You know, it's okay <laughs> to, it's okay to like this stuff. Yeah, I definitely, I don't know, horror was an all-year-round thing for me, though, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, well, again, yeah, with, with yeah, obviously with your mom and then my mom, like, it, there wasn't a choice. Like, yeah. It wasn't because mom was always watching Hellraiser, uh-huh. uh, Night of the Demons. Like, you know, like there was a lot of horror playing in our household mm-hmm. because, of course, our, our video rental store was small. And and the chances of watching horror around October was very rare because mm-hmm. the whole town would go. And they have like six VHSs on a table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This old rickety wood, you know, wood paneled room. And so we would wait until after or leading up to October to Mm -hmm. watch a lot of movies. And um, and they would usually have some sort of deal, too. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah, we would watch a lot of horror outside of, oh, my God. But what about, like, horror music videos? Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Backpedal. Elvira presenting horror music videos on uh, VH1, like, was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy that finally, after all these years, somebody uploaded on YouTube the those presentations. Well, yeah, and plus, like, every year VH1 doing its uh, Halloween thing where, mm-hmm. you know, of course, they show the classics, like, Thriller and yeah. Somebody's Watching Me and stuff like yeah. that. yeah. And and uh, and of course they would do the uh, an anniversary twenty four hours of Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah, they would do the Rocky Horror, uh, make a big event of it. Something that uh, you know, of course, you know now like current generations kind of miss out on is I miss when Fox would do uh, a big event. Um, well, they would do big events throughout the year, mm-hmm. but my favorite was Halloween, of course. Yeah. But the best was um, one year they did, uh, and you're going to love this, they did Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. It was a big, I think it was like the anniversary airing of it. Yep. And they did it in 3D. Yep. And so you can go down to gas station and get your uh, 3D glasses. I remember. And- Yes, I remember that it's, uh, very I, fondly. I, I, I think the last, and I might be wrong, but at least around here, I think the last time that anyone has done a uh, like a 3D event like that, mm-hmm. I think the final one was Aliens vs. Monsters. Uh, I still have like a whole sheet of hoarder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Horror hoarder. But um, <laughs> I still have a whole sheet of un adulterated 3d glasses from that but you know that i think that was the last time where they mm-hmm. where they did like the little halloween special on tv because I, yeah. I i can't think of any other time after that where you can go to grocery store or gas station i'm also busy well i mean <laughs> so maybe i've missed out but you've also got to think about it too though they don't really do the really big halloween specials like mm-hmm. they used to anymore i mean it's it's hard now with streaming and whatnot, sure. but even before streaming was really big, they didn't really do the big Halloween shebang thing every yeah. year. But 
we can't mention Halloween specials without mentioning the claymation. Oh the, my God! Well, Vinton. Will Vinton, yeah. the oh Halloween special, is one of my absolute favorite Halloween yeah. classics. I love the little teeny tiny yeah. Franken monster. Well, first, first of all, <laughs> Will Vinton. All this stuff is phenomenal, and, mm -hmm. and most people, I would say, um, would best know him from like Will Vinton stuff from California Raisins. Yeah, is the how the, the Halloween is special that he did definitely is not one of the things it's you not, mentioned. Well, well I mean, it's likewise, almost the, it's almost forgotten media. Yeah, the Halloween one, and I mean the Christmas one almost is too. Now, yeah, you know, um, because people first of all are not enthused with claymation anymore, and they're also very not enthused about dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> So, uh, so a claymation Christmas special presented by dinosaurs <laughs> is a really niche market. <laughs> but, but yeah, God, the Will Vinton Halloween special, mm -hmm. that and, uh, and Mad Monster Party yeah. from Rankin and Bass, which yeah. that's also another, like, everyone's always talking about Frosty Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and mm -hmm. all that, but no one ever talks about Mad Monster Party. I really wish that they had done some more Halloween specials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, but I mean, what what a great one. Mm -hmm. What a great only one, because it hits every, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's a monster mash. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's got everything, and it's, it's just chock full of homages to all the classic horror in there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, uh, by, by obviously, folks, if you've never seen it, what's wrong with you? First of all, <laughs> how'd you find us? But but also, like, definitely find it. Mad Monster Party yeah, is so cute. good. You know, um, don't even, like, don't wait until Halloween for that. Watch it anytime. Yeah, Cause it's, not it's really, fine. It's not really a Halloween either. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a really a Halloween Yeah, thing. I'm not even sure if... The I know that they're having a party. They're sure. having well, a little a dance. It's a monster party. Yeah, yeah. they're having yeah. a dance. So, like, it really could probably yeah. be watched any time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would argue that the Will Vinton Halloween special would be any year also. But it's best at yeah, Halloween best for Halloween. that one. Yeah, because <laughs> technically it's just the uh, – it's it's a party funeral for um, the main character's mm -hmm. – uh, long lost uncle or whatever mm -hmm. so god that one's so good we didn't watch that this year no for we Halloween. didn't mm. Mm. we had too many other stuff we had to, to watch. watch a lot of other stuff imagine <laughs> that um we had a podcast to record too um so. but okay this brought back a memory though i think it was around the time that that special was playing mm-hmm what what company was it that did the little special like classic Universal monster cards on the back? Was it Cheez Its? Mm. Oh yeah, I think I think it was just Nabisco. In general, had In those, general, those like little trading cards on the back of their yeah, boxes. Yeah, because they Nabisco was really big on that kind of stuff. Because whenever I think of the Universal monsters, those those pictures from those trading cards are what comes in my head. <laughs> I, I remember, don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I remember the commercials for those. Um, the when I think of Universal monsters, and when it comes to Universal monsters uh, merchandise, mm. and this, <laughs> you're gonna also love this. Um, <laughs> is I always think about um, one year. It was going in October. Uh, I went with my mom down to the post office, and it was some big Universal monsters like anniversary thing mm -hmm. and they had um like stationary sets for oh. universal monsters and um i got one <gasps> i had gotten uh it had um i want to say the whole set was just wolfman themed and i think that's all they had left Aww. um but it had a little eraser that looked like the stamp Mm -hmm. And then there was a pen that had him on it. You know, it was a real, one of those real thick pens with a big thick cap on it. Yeah. And then uh, and then a little notepad. I have no idea what happened to the notepad. Um, the pen stopped working maybe a month after having it. And, and I and you better believe I brought that to school. Of course. And then and then the eraser, like I didn't ever use it as an eraser. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, it perished um, mm. because it ended up drying out, ah. and it just. It just fell to pieces. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to have any of that because I would have eaten the eraser yeah. as a child. I, yeah. Yeah. No yeah, matter it, how much I loved that oh, eraser, I would have hung. <laughs> it was that. It was that white eraser. The good when you. The best feeling in the world is when you take like the rubber erasers, <laughs> the gummy erasers, and you bend it to the point where it starts to separate. Mm. 
ooh, that's that's like people that like peeling, you know, plastic off of like stuff, like videos. Uh -huh. my, that, my, that's your satisfying my thing, thing. My satisfying thing is the, like, ooh. <laughs> I also liked um, sticking uh, lead, like the like the refiller lead for graphite pencils and stuff. I, I used to like to stick that into those erasers also. I thought that felt good. But that is not hard to think at all. Well, um, I would pretend <laughs> that it was a syringe. Oh. And I was a mad scientist, so I circled it back. Okay, we all did that, too. Yeah. Okay, so I guess getting back into horror mm -hmm. and besides, like, Halloween specials sure. and movies mm -hmm. and all of that, uh, I, I would like to touch on um, kind of how I grew up, like, with mythology and everything. Yes, that, please do. Yeah. That also really plays into a lot mm -hmm. of the horror stuff that I like. Because growing up, my grandma was always like, well, that's not really what an angel looks like, or that's mm -hmm. not really what this creature looks like. And she would tell me, like, that these are monstrous creatures, and this is what yeah. they actually look like, sure. and show me pictures and, you know, artwork and stuff. And so I just grew up with a lot of that mythology and also, she read the Grimm's fairy tales to me mm. instead of the regular fairy yeah. tales. And that that definitely followed me into adulthood because I've always, I, I have multiple collections of the Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that was another idea for a series I wanted to do was reading those stories, oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, and it's going. This will be the last segment for the episode because we're starting to get uh, oh. towards the end of time. Okay. Um, but what got you into uh, Japanese horror? How? When did that happen? Uh, well, I was a weeb, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I I already liked anime and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what really got me initially into, like, leaning more into the horror side of it was I liked to watch ran just random Japanese movies on the movie channels. Like, mm -hmm. it didn't matter what it was about. I was going to watch it. And so I really started to get into, like, you know, Ringu. Mm -hmm. And I saw the original Uzumaki movie, oh. like, on Sundance. Oh, crazy. And so that's how I got introduced to Genji Ito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I've always wondered. I've never asked. Yeah. Um, was how, how, where did that, because, like, you know, I, obviously, like, Japanese horror stuff is, it's, it's on the edge of my, of my bubble. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, obviously, I'm not heavily influenced by it. And, um, and, and the closest that I got, like, as far as, like, horror anime uh, was it wasn't until I was much older, and mm -hmm. then I watched Helsing and read mm -hmm. the, read the manga for it, and and then of course Berserk. Yeah. But you know I wasn't aware of, and it's so crazy to think that I was just like, oh well, there's no horror of that. <laughs> this, <laughs> this hit this thing that has a niche for everything you can think of under the sun, mm -hmm. but there's no horror for it. And, and so, yeah, it wasn't until I knew you that I, w I had no idea who Junji Ito was or any well, of that stuff. Well, I mean, it was just a, a perfect amalgamation for me be at the time because, you know, I did, I loved Helsing, I loved mm -hmm. Berserk, um, Demon City Shinjuku, like that mm -hmm. was one of my favorite movies yeah yuck uh <laughs> yeah i didn't get exposed to, like uh i guess also i didn't have like a lot of the like i didn't have sundance for a good chunk of time you mm -hmm. know and uh and and so uh i guess like the availability of that there's still you know and this has nothing to do with horror but there's still a lot of that kind of stuff though mm -hmm. like that you know a lot of my friends are like how have you seen all these horrible obscure <laughs> terrible terrible horror movies and terrible terrible things but you've not seen you know like i've not seen like any of the uh, uh miyazaki films yeah that still baffles <laughs> me well like and and i don't know it's because i didn't have uh, honestly until recently with hbo max like i haven't had like it's not like it's easily distributed mm -hmm. you have to buy it in order yeah. to see it and I, I didn't. I wasn't gonna buy a movie I had never seen that I don't know anything about. But, yeah. And see that that was not a problem for me back in the day. Yeah. Like you know, I was going to Dragon Con and mm -hmm. I would pick up a DVD every year. Yeah. Like it didn't matter what it was, just as long as it was horror themed. I did. 
I did gravitate to the Japanese comedy horrors like Tokyo Zombie mm-hmm. and Wild Zero and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Love Wild Zero. But I will say I want to introduce you to the guinea pig movies because I hadn't realized that you hadn't at least seen Mermaid in a Manhole. Yeah. Really need you to see that. Yeah. Because when I discovered that, that that opened up a whole new world for mm-hmm. me because, you know, I love gore and stuff. Sure. And that's like such a different kind of gore. That'll have to be an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Are... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go ahead and I'll set the tone now. Yeah, well, I've not seen these. I have no idea what I'm getting myself yeah. into. I, I, before we go to, I do want to share the story of the first time I saw Uzumaki. Sure, please do. It was it was during the summer, and so it was really late, like mm-hmm. maybe three or four in the morning even. And I was up watching it, and immediately after I switched the channel, I was a little freaked out about Uzumaki, to be mm-hmm. honest, the first time I saw it. When I change the channel, it's a commercial for that Haragami thing, and so it's like uh, the spiral hair yeah. and stuff. I was like, ah, they really are everywhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so oh it was my. pretty good. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up another episode of Podcast Magoria. We have so much more to talk about on this. Tons to talk about like this. Because we like, didn't. Even, we'll get. Into, we'll do a special episode about local lore. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like this is just a preview, like to give you guys, because. You know, I'm sure some of you that have listened to these episodes, you know, uh, of us just reviewing movies are like, well, why, why do you even have this show? And what, what gives you the right to talk about this stuff? Well, first of all, you know, everybody's open to their opinions, so meh. But we just (laughs) genuinely have a love for all things horror. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm not... I think it's more of a budgetary thing, you know. Like I'm not running around in dressed in full. Like I'm not like a <laughs> long lost, um, you know, member of the Adams family. Now you, on the other hand, are practically almost exclusively <laughs> wearing Junji Ito uh, merchandise from Hot Topic. So, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I I dress a little more in a little more than that. I, I do lean more towards goth stuff yeah, though. Yeah. So um, I think it was just uh. For me, I just did, you know, and just never got around to it. <laughs> I wanted to. There'll, there'll come a day where people are going to be like, what the hell happened to James? Like a, a switch flipped. There's no switch. It's always been there. I just <laughs> never had the time or the money. Yeah. But, um, but guys, like I've said in previous episodes, I realize that you're probably not listening to this as soon as this uh, gets released. That's perfectly fine. Better late than never. And additionally, what got you into horror? I yeah. want to know. I, you know, I sent out a tweet. I sent out a message on Facebook, you know, seeing what, what people said. I just got a ton of likes and shares, which I appreciate. Yeah. However... I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I wanted to single you guys out. Give us but, discussion. Yeah, you know, so that's fine because I can talk forever about anything. So I don't need you to give me anything to talk about. I do. I just want. <laughs> I just want to include you guys. I I value uh, everyone's uh, you know ideas and what what uh, what makes them them as well. And uh, ultimately, yeah, so if this is, like before I've said, if this is a year from now, we're recording this in December of 2020. Let's put a date. I'll put a date stamp on this. (laughs) And if for some reason this hasn't been removed from any of the streaming sites, um, if you're just listening to this now and it's 2022 and we're not taken over by aliens, robots, zombies, or other horrible things, crab people, um, (laughs) shoot me a message. Even if we're not doing the podcast anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if something happened where we stopped doing the podcast, shoot me a message. I want to know. So I can at least comment back to you going, who are you? But, <laughs> um, but yeah, what got you guys into horror? What exposed you to it? And honestly, if it's something interesting enough and if you are interested in sharing that story on the podcast in a future episode, I'd be happy to have people on here. We're going to like the time is coming, I I fear, very soon that um, we're going to start having uh, like obviously with the pandemic stuff going on, like 
we're not going to have a booth full of people. we got a tiny booth, guys. So <laughs> it'll be a someone gets to sit in for like five minutes, talk about whatever they're liking. they got to get out of here. We'll all be wearing masks. Uh, there's This is six feet wide, so there's, it's impossible for us to be socially distanced. <laughs> so we'll have to be wearing hazmat suits. So don't mind the crinkly sounds on the recording. But, but guys, again, thank you for listening to Podcast Magoria. Of course. It is December. Ooh. So a little, a little, I've got, I've got a little bit of beef. All you Christmas folks out there. <laughs> I'm not waging war on Christmas. No, I welcome Christmas. We're obviously Halloween people. Obviously Halloween people. But there is overlap. And what I mean by that is what happened to the tradition of telling ghost stories for Christmas. Yeah. What happened to this? I don't know. So the next episode Ooh. of Podcast Magoria will be us talking about the spooky traditions mm-hmm. that have been lost to time. We've seen some we've seen a little bit of it come back thanks to the, the to the revitalization of the Krampus. Yes. And I mean you Sexy always man. <laughs> you <laughs> always have um, a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is the definitive ghost story for Christmas. Yeah, that is but, the ghost story. But there's so much more out there. Likewise, I mean, uh, I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about Hanukkah Goblin. I want to talk about the Yule Cat. <laughs> right. I, I, like so, guys, if you're if you actually are managing to listen to this before we release the next episode, comment on our Facebook page. Shoot me an email or, yeah, at our podcast Magoria website. It's podcast. Magoria at gmail.com doesn't get easier than that to remember for the email address where you got us on on twitter at podcast Magoria podcast Magoria on facebook how many times can i say podcast Magoria i'll never tell but <laughs> there's a million and two ways to reach us uh we're featured on a lot of different uh ways so please please reach out to us i want to hear from you and uh at the very least like share subscribe <laughs> And as always, (laughs) I recommend doctor's orders. You must, for your own safety, sanity, and health, stay spooky. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria, co-hosted by Autumn Campbell and James Davis. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe at Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcast. Want to learn more about Podcast Magoria? Be sure to visit us at podcastmagoria.wordpress.com or also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. And as always, stay spooky. Spooky.